0: This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. I did want to get to this issue because, look, I I think Calgarians are concerned about this. Why we've seen so many incidents in the city this year where police have had to use their weapons, their firearms, to take down a suspect. Now, it hasn't ended in death in every instance, although the most recent one did. Uh, where a woman who really seemed to be under the influence of drugs was holding two knives, was walking down the street, banging on cars, got into a scuffle with an officer, and the officer shot. ACERT's investigating that. But because it was yet a latest in in what seemed to be a series of police-involved shootings, Counselor Brian Pincott suggested that maybe it was something that ought to be investigated, that maybe we should be concerned about this. Now, the Calgary Police Association uh, took exception with this. Their vice president, Mike Baker, said, quote, our citizens, the cops, can't afford to have an anti-police counselor and even suggested that he might work to get Pincott voted out in the next election. Well, our next guest took exception to the response from the Calgary Police Association and wrote a piece for the Calgary Herald about why it's important that calgarians including elected officials feel free to question the performance of their police officers now this is someone who has been a member of the calgary police service for over 30 years and is is still an officer he is inspector chris butler and he joins us on the line here this afternoon inspector great to have you with us welcome to the program
1: Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on, Rob. All right.
0: Well, look, you've been a police officer for a very long time, and you understand that side of it and what it is we ask you as police officers to do. But what was the point you were trying to get across in, in your piece?
1: Well, the point I was trying to get across is the fact that uh, we police in a society which is a free and democratic society. We have a charter of rights which protects uh, this right of citizens to be able to exercise free speech, uh, to speak their mind, to assemble, to protest. And it's one of the hallmarks that separates our fine country from a police state. And and so the the fundamental point I was trying to make in my article is that uh, police officers and police agencies are to be guardians and bastions of the of the right of free speech in this country and when we have any citizen whether that's an elected official or any other private citizen in this country or in this city who wants to speak up critically and voice concerns about um, their the way they perceive uh, police practices not being appropriate Whether or not there's any merit in those arguments is completely besides the point. It's the right of a citizen to be able to do that, and to be able to do that without having the fear that those that are in those trusted positions of authority will react uh, aggressively and belligerently and try to shut down that discourse by using threats and intimidation.
0: Right. The the point about civilian oversight, and maybe people don't quite appreciate that, but but civilian oversight is is a long-established principle when it comes to policing in this country that exists for a reason.
1: Well, absolutely. And uh, in fact, whether or not we have a formal civilian oversight or not, if you go back uh, in history uh, and look at the origins of policing, I mean, um, and this goes back to Robert Peel's rules in the UK when, when the first police force there was being established, it, the reality is is that the police are the public and the public are the police. And the only difference between those two roles, Rob, is the fact that the public entrusts, those citizens that they put forward as police officers, they commission them to swear an oath to go out to be servants of the public to ser- to protect the public peace. And so um, you're exactly right. Like, we we serve at the pleasure of the citizens of this country, and, and when we swore that oath, I remember when I swore my oath uh, 27 years ago with Calgary, it was an oath to... Serve this community impartially and in an unbiased manner, and protect our citizens' rights under the Charter of Freedoms.
0: Now, you mentioned elected officials, and I guess part of the reason this this came up is because there was one city councilor, Brian Pinkott, who had suggested maybe that this issue of police-involved shootings warranted some further investigation. A representative for the Calgary Police Association took issue with that. So, your thoughts on what what the councilor had suggested, and, and also how the the association reacted then
1: well the uh, i I actually don 't want to get into into the merits uh, or whether or, or whether you know there's merit or not in councillor pincott 's argument or anybody else's argument i mean that that we could have that discussion another another day because that actually wasn't at all the point of my my article right. The point of my article was is that Councillor Pincott was certainly within his right as a citizen of Canada to stand up and voice is what he perceives to be concerns with uh the number of police involved shootings and he has the right to do that without fearing persecution from the very police service that he's standing up to challenge and uh, that's where i took issue with uh mike baker's reply to to uh councillor pincott is because you know, and I have a great degree of respect for Mike Baker. Let me let me just be clear about that. I've served with Mike. He's an extremely competent and thoughtful police officer. Uh, but my opinion is that he significantly misspoke on this issue, um, because we should never be seen as uh, authoritarian in the sense that when our citizens want to criticize us, that we react to that with. Uh, uh, causing a person to fear because of threats and intimidation.
0: Well, that's an important point. But, I mean, as you also note in in your piece that that Calgarians are asking questions. I think generally Calgarians are supportive of of the Calgary Police Service and and obviously I think supportive of the concept uh, of police having to use lethal force when necessary. Most of us will never be in this situation. I think there are those who say, well, then, look, if you've never been in that situation, you're in no position to judge. What, What would you say to that?
1: Well, um, here here's the reality from ICA, and I will speak from my, my use of force background that, that I've been involved with for years, and that is uh, when we look at it through the lens of an officer on the street when events are rapidly unfolding in front of them and they have mere fractions of a second to decide whether or not to use lethal force, um, what I would say is, those officers are in a very difficult situation because, with the speed with which assaults can take place, the rapidity uh, of that, the action reaction times of how long it takes an, an officer to actually respond, there aren't a lot of alternatives when we look at the events from the lens of the officer on the scene. But I don't think that's Councillor Pincott's uh, concern. I think, and, and it's not the concern I'm hearing from the public, the concern is is more of a systems issue. we got to look at what's happening in our community. It's very complex and multifactorial. We've got an extreme amount of uh, fentanyl on the street, other central nervous stimulants. We've got a high number of people with mental health disorders that are interacting with police. And so it's the question that, that we really need to have, the discussion needs to be, is... What What is the role of, of the police service in dealing with these issues and what is the role of other community partners to be able to help solve some of these problems that police officers are encountering? And then what sort of decisions should we be making to hopefully avoid putting our police officers in these situations where they then have to use force if that's possible? Because... If I, I want to flip this on its head for a second, too, because this is often the narrative that, that isn't getting addressed is we've had 10 officer-involved shootings, and that means we've had 10 incidents where we could have had a police officer seriously injured or killed. And it's only by the grace of God that that hasn't happened yet. But every one of these events that does take place, there is a possibility that we could lose or seriously injure a police officer. So this is a discussion that's extremely valuable and worthy of having.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Inspector Butler, thanks again uh, for making some time for us here today. As you say, the, these are certainly very important issues that obviously a lot of Calgarians are concerned about. I uh, will do this again, but thanks for making some time for us here today.
1: You're welcome. Keep asking the questions, Rob. I appreciate it.
0: Well, there you go, some interesting thoughts from Calgary Police Inspector Chris Butler uh, talking about the very difficult job police officers have to do and the importance, though, of having these conversations. Why are these shootings happening? What more can be done, maybe, to prevent these from happening? And he's saying civilian oversight of the police is a long-established principle that we adhere to in this country. And so there's certainly nothing wrong with citizens or elected officials or elected representatives questioning what police do. But at the end of the day, I think we also need to understand and appreciate what they're going through and what it is we expect them to do. And are they dealing with more dangerous situations this year as a result, say, for example, of the fentanyl crisis? And that's what ACERT exists for, to investigate these incidents, try to determine each case on its own merits. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.